to start with a recap so you guys can keep munching. So we started this campaign in kind of the middle of quarantine, right? Mm-hmm. So like early-ish to mid-ish 2020. Holy shit, Sounds really? right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because this one, did we start this one? I want to say virtually? it was like, yep, we started this one like a month or two after the Harmony campaign. Harmony mm-hmm. ended around April, I feel like, and then this one popped up like a month or so later. Yeah. We didn't play too many sessions of this remotely, I don't think. I don't remember now. Did we play Because our first in-person session was like after we were all vaccinated and stuff. I want to say it was like, probably like... Summer. June yeah. or yeah, summer of like 2021. Yeah. Um, there's definitely quite a few sessions that were remote that I had to continue editing because we played for a couple months oh, with the three of us here and Mike and Manda on yeah. Google Meet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because remember, like, we tried there to do it. There was one day where we had to play in all our different rooms. Yes. Yes. Because we weren't fully equipped to do the remote yet. Yes. I from do home. Remember I forgot that. about that. <laughs> that was, that was fucking so weird. So, <clears throat> the campaign started in 2020. Uh, it's been almost two full years of this campaign. Jesus Christ. Wow. And uh, I'm going to give a quick recap of the campaign so far before we start talking about it. Uh, That's for the listener, not for us. Y- we don't need that. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't, for, don't you didn't that. forget any of this. No. Um, and then we'll talk about it because we're, I want to say, at about or clo- uh, just past the halfway mark of this campaign. Yeah. Um, somewhere in that area. So this campaign started with you all separately going to the um, summer festival in Hayesville Canyon uh, to watch the Cosmic Stream, where you were met by Isla trying to find adventurers to go pick up the main musical act, Misty Pristine. Um, Chance the Rapper. <laughs> Chance the Rapper. <laughs> uh, you did so uh, quite heroically, and then you came back. Uh, only to find yourselves stopped in time during the cosmic stream, see something uh, jettison out of the sky, firework off in all directions, and the brunt of the bulk of which landed nearby you just over the horizon. And you climbed out of the, the canyon, went and found it, and found a crater. And then you followed tracks and feathers and strange sand from that crater to a town called Conistry where you experienced your first shift through time. You went to what has been thought to be the future of Conistry, where there were marauders roaming the streets and fires burning down buildings. Uh, and you escaped with your friend Marsha in hand, who just so happened to also have a feather that you were trying to get from her. Oh. Um, back home safe in Conistry with Marsha unharmed, you moved on to Golinson, where you heard the tale of Andrea Golinson, the hero of the area from a local, probably now a bard, Petey, uh, and her family as they traveled to settle new lands. Um, and as you got to Golinson, you found that the bird had been there, but that uh, people from a local royal academy had taken her away through the spider Yo. forest. So hot on her trail, you followed through the spider forest, the tracks of uh, unknown people, where you got attacked by spiders. That did not go well, and now we know how to use the poison condition because we didn't then. Um, Fair. It's called attempted adventure. Exactly. We're only attempting. We're only attempting. There's no success here. (laughs) Um, And after that battle, you then, uh, though you were exhausted, continued your trail until you found an empty metal cage. 
uh, and you followed tracks away from that metal cage to a cottage uh, that was being unaffected by the time because you could see the static and kind of a globe around it where you were being affected by the time shifts and this cottage was not. Um, you approached the cottage where you met a man named Morgan, who was an old spindly weird wizard who asked you not to take things out of his garden, but he had rescued the bird um, and was trying to treat her, though she couldn't speak to you or even really move at the moment. He sent you back to Golinson to collect some things for a poison antidote to hopefully put, uh, get her back to good health. Um, but while you were in Golinson, something reanimated the dragon's corpse and you were challenged with fighting a dragon but you didn't necessarily fight the dragon you kind of staved him off while Mito climbed atop it yeah. rode it around for a little while and grabbed the pocket watch that was reanimating it uh, and once that came off of the dragon skeleton it collapsed back into bones into the city and you made your way back to Morgan's cottage once there he gave the bird a potion of uh, antidote and it did help her settle a bit but then you realized what was really hurting her was holding in her own magic so you went off to try to get the watch fixed to hopefully satiate that so morgan sent you to an old colleague of his at the royal academy mark on uh of mark on kingsland uh killigan wilvian and when you got to Mark on Kingsland, you found a traveling circus and you went and attended that traveling circus. You had some cotton yeah, candy. You stole a friend. You found Ooh. a metal mannequin who was one of many enchanted metal mannequins. We um, liberated him. Yeah. The Okay. This makes us sound crazy. The only reason I stole that robot because was because of a passing comment you made of like, I don't know, he seems kind of interested in Isla. And I was like, we got to take we him. We got to take him. It's important. I was thinking about that on my way home today. <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah. I don't think anything's going to happen with no. that. Well, you know. So, yeah. So, you guys, you never know. this metal mannequin took a particular. Oh, no, I remember. Goon was like following it was kind of over it was like it yeah. showed a vague interest in alan and i thought it was my husband and then jamie and was I, like what and, and i was like stole him so yeah this, he'll, be, he'll be useful i swear this metal he's mannequin the key. he's the key the key, the, goon. the key is goon. Uh, the key is always crab right goon <laughs> that is right. true hello and i live by that i know cr goon. eat a crab right goon cr goon mad eat a crab right goon hello eat a crab right goon <laughs> I'm making a t-shirt that says, hello, eat a crab yeah, rangoon. Oh. <laughs> um, Merch. 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 So, yeah, so you guys attended this circus that was a traveling circus that Isla had actually seen before on her school's campus, and you met a strange metal mannequin who was one of many, but this one particularly seemed to kind of have an interest in Isla, and because Isla and Billy lured it into an alley and hit it with an ice knife, uh, you Sorry. met... You met the ringmaster of the circus, Chorvay the Proud, uh, and they kindly got you some free cotton candy for your troubles and invited you to see the show at 9 p.m., which you did attend, you did see, but it put Mido and Isla into some strange sort of sense where they desperately wanted to learn this magic that Chorvay was doing. So uh, as they went back behind the big top to try to learn this magic from Chorvay, JP did some scouting decided he didn't like what he saw, um, and it all ended in an altercation where the metal mannequin was trying to keep you all from going to see Chorvay and Chorvay thusly disappearing after doing something suspicious, I can't remember. So from there, you went and stayed in a, in a local silo that's all 
broken down uh, and the next morning went and met Killigan Wilbian, but not before meeting the coolest kid on campus, Urid. I love Urid. So you met you met a very kind half orc guy on the campus of the Royal Academy. He kindly showed you to Killigan's office, um, but not before inviting you to a party later that night. You met Killigan, you got him to begin working on the watch, you sent JP, quote unquote, back to Morgan to find to find out if there was something that could help Killigan with the situation, um, and you all kind of took a little downtime around the campus throughout the next few days. Isla and JP traveled to the local historical society um <clears throat> marty and patricia Ma- i'm sorry me. marty and patricia traveled to the local historical society and looked through their museum jp found a book with a red bird on it from a town that he had visited long long ago who spoke of such things or mentioned something similar to him in the past isla saw a beautiful tapestry of a wave curling over a ship as if it were a woman cradling it in her foamy hands uh and kind of chalked that up to you didn't really find anything about the bird that you were hoping to Yada, yada, yada. You decided that Killigan had done the majority of the work. You found out that he had the bird's red coat. And you found out that Theo, one of the members of Killigan's initiative club, had been on the mission to steal the bird. So feeling pretty skeeved out about all that, you decided to open Morgan's portal. (laughs) You decided to open Morgan's portal and steal the coat out of one of the labs. Thereafter, opening it in... Killigan's main lab uh, and stealing all of the pieces to complete the watch and Morgan's um, special artificing tools. Uh, And before that could come to an end, you were detected with a scrying spell and attacked by Morgan's students. Um, And in the middle of that kind of rise to a battle, you were traveled to the distant, distant future of Lestethriel, where the country is now called Listal, and you were in the city of Neustoria, or rather beneath it. You met a distant, distant relative of Urids, who ran a rebellion called the Red Ravens, who were uh, attempting to rise up against the public servant who had banned magic nearly 25 years ago in all of Listal. And you helped him shut down a major power plant in order to allow other things to commence in other areas of the city by other Red Ravens. And then you were swiftly transported back to your own time, back in Markon Kingsland, where you were now wanted by Killigan. Mido and Billy or Mido and Isla traveled back through Morgan's door inside the silo while JP and Billy retrieved Camille Meal. from Orid, who had been keeping her safe since you had left. Uh, and you traveled while battling some of Killigan's students through the spider forest and back to Killigan's house. The bird had taken her coat and her pocket watch and had tried to re-enter her guardian domain, the loom. And after she returned from unsuccessfully doing that, she told you all about herself and that she is Talos, she's the guardian of time, and all about the pantheon of gods and guardians that rule your world. And after that, you were in search of the temple that held a crystal that would help you speak directly to the gods. You traveled to Nonginbil, the gnomish country, um, <laughs> and, tra- <laughs> and traveled your way through the towns to get to Maple Falls, which was at the hot, uh, at the foot of the highest part of the mountain range. You met Barb Thistlecreek, the elder of Maple Falls, 
and you snuck behind her manor and up the mountains on her private trail where you found the entrance to an ancient man or humanoid made cave and you traversed the caves uh finishing each of these challenges before you got to the crystal chamber where you discovered a large chunk of the crystal had been taken out um, and one of the celestial creatures statues awoke and told you that it was in fact four of the local guardians who had broken it centuries ago so it's no longer usable unless you were somehow able to collect the shards that they had broken from it and re-piece the crystal and hopefully then it'll work for you to finish what you started. So from there, you went on to find Populus, the guardian of the people in the highest populated city in the area, uh, which just so happened to be in the neighboring nation of Solaire in the capital of Golden Sun. So in Golden Sun, you met, what, what's her fucking name? Which one? Oh, Marguerite. Marguerite. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. You, you met oh, a very Marguerite. friendly vendor named Marguerite who told you all about her life story and you fell in love and she pointed you in the right direction of finding Marina who often delivered food to Pops and through her you found Pops uh, and you you decided to help him find the missing women who were disappearing all over Golden Sun in exchange for his shards of the crystal. You discovered that they were being captured by bullywugs who were trying to find a human queen so that they could hopefully marry into the rightful ownership of the swamplands that Golden Sun is built in. You killed all the frogs and released the women and became heroes of Golden Sun. Uh, Thereafter, you attended uh, Oriana and Keeley's wedding. You did some downtime where you each did a little thing on your own. And then you with the help of Pops, discovered that there were rumors of a bird witch who could tell you your destiny in the cursed swamp of Saphiel's Fall. Bird witch. So thinking that that was most likely Ecrove, you traveled there, um, and despite warning from a group of friendly adventurers, you traveled into the swamp where you were thusly attacked by Everett the Eviscerator, a very angry little puppet man. I believe Pinocchio. Pinocchio. <laughs> Father, when will you let me eviscerate the strangers invading my swamp? <laughs> I want to do it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so yeah, so you you beat the shit out of Everett we the really eviscerator. Um, we eviscerated we, him. You we eviscerated him. Say. That's true. Uh, and then you found you on fire. I think. Yeah, I think that's what I think so that what that's what ended up happening is you you like lit him on fire and he just burnt to a crisp. It was great. It do be like that sometimes. Uh, You were then found in the swamp by Ecrave herself, who led you back to her tower. And it turned out is a big fan of yours because she's been chronicling your stories. Oh, hell yeah. So she was very excited to meet you in person after having written about you and seeing visions of you all this time. She gratefully gave you her crystals, though you had to help her find them because she's a little forgetful, though she knows a lot. Um, and that is where we've left off. Uh, We're in her tower with her? You're still okay. in her tower. Yep, that's exactly where we left off. So, how does everybody feel about this campaign so far? Fucking We've done substantially good. more than I... Th- when you read it out like that, like subs- that was like a yeah. 15 minutes of material. Yeah. Like, that was... It's a lot that's happened since then. Yeah. I didn't realize how long it was since we started. No, me neither. neither. Also, I was really sad when you said that we're halfway done. 
because I don't want to stop being Mido. I love him. I am having a great time with JP. I think it seems like we definitely have been playing this for a lot longer, only because we had to take a huge gap when the when the um yes when the quarantine started and we couldn't be together. There was like a. It was months. Like three or four month yeah. gap where we had to like get all the equipment and stuff to start recording remotely. That is true. So it's been a long time. Yeah, two years feels shocking. But I do feel like this campaign up to where we are now is about the same amount of adventuring as the whole of the Harmony campaign. So right. like we're about to crest I over so. like twice the amount of adventuring that has yeah. happened. I was also going to say, it is two years, but it's, like, two fairly sporadic. Like, there yeah. are big yeah. gaps in that year, mm-hmm. or in those two years. We've had to take some breaks. We haven't yeah. played in two months. If it was, like, every other week or something, I think it would be. If, like, if we played really, yeah. like, regularly like We would have finished a long time ago yeah. if yeah. that were the case. Or our we last were... session was December 11th. It was two months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. It's a while. How do you guys feel about this campaign so far in comparison to Harmony? Not even just as players, but like just the difference between the settings, between your characters. Between... The characters are way more dynamic. Oh, yeah. I think so, like, yeah. Like by a long yeah. shot. I, there's just better. so much more going on with the characters this time. Yeah. Like. Well, we just know how to play better. That, but yeah. even as like role players, I feel like even behind the scenes, there are four fairly well-developed people. 100%. And, like, I think that's different than our... I mean, not that there was anything wrong with our woven character Or not woven, our um, Harmony yeah. characters. They were just, like... They were, they were fairly 2D represent, yeah. like, stereotype. Like, a little tropey. But I think they made sense for that length of a campaign. Yeah. Yes. And totally. I think one of the things that we did before this campaign started that I think has served that very well is I sat down with each of you separately and we fleshed out details Pretty about your backgrounds yeah. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I could work those into not only the world, but the story. So yeah, I, I think that having played a full campaign before this, that really made your characters like whole rounded people. I also kind of love how our characters like each other in this campaign. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we're acquaintances, JP. Go, well, could go either way. Yeah, but like, he's happy to be here. Yeah, he's like ish. But for like, now. we were like if, friends when the money dries the up, it will campaign. not last long. We're not know. like completely buddy buddy in this campaign, yeah. which is kind of yeah. cool. The last yeah. campaign started, you guys were already an adventuring group with no explanation as to how that we happened. We literally just yeah. bumped into each other, yeah. and we were like, okay. You ca- we kind of got a glimpse of how that came to be mm-hmm. in the last campaign in Ali's flashback, but other than that, there was no rhyme or reason yeah. and in this one you literally met as strangers in the first session which i thought was very fun mm-hmm. and it wasn't in a tavern twitter yeah everybody's always like stop making your dnd campaign start in a tavern bitch oh see i kind of like that i, I still do, like i think the it's tavern. a fun trope i yeah. do too our started at coachella yeah um yeah i do i think that uh, I spent less time preparing this campaign for us to start. I had a much better idea of what I wanted because yeah. we didn't start from like jumping out of another book. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was that's right. This has been us 100% from the jump, whereas the other one was not. Yeah. 
I also like that the bad guys kind of established from the beginning. Like a little, well, not the beginning, but like, you know, like we met Killigan and we yes. kind of just like knew right away, like, oh, this guy sucks and he's kind of our antagonist. And yeah. Whereas like with Harmony, we didn't really have, like we just had the boss battles that we would work up to. Yeah. Harmony felt more like a Zelda dungeon to me. Like, okay, the next thing you need to get is here. And there's walls all around you to get there. Like there, it was very little like you can go here and do this first and you can go there and maybe it's there. It was very like, this is what needs to happen. This is where it is. This is what I'm going to do. Whereas this one is like Breath of the Wild where it's do it in whatever order you want. Like what's. Yeah, the map is more defined. Yeah. Kind of. Like. Oh, yeah. yeah I have a much true. better sense of ge where geography in yeah. this one. Yeah. Well, this one, I, I purposefully did not fill out the map before we started. I knew the country. I knew a couple yeah. of the major points of where the plot would take us. But uh, every time you said, like, we need to start going somewhere, I would say, okay, here's the name of a town. Yeah. And then I, I've been filling it out as we went on. Yeah. So that's been kind of nice. Is it, It's almost like we're world building it together. Aaron, our best friend in the whole world, Sent in a Love couple you, questions. Our listener. <laughs> Our listener. My ride or die. <laughs> uh, she sent in a couple questions, and one of them is, are there any parts of your characters that ring true or you wish were true about your own personalities? I wish I could run straight up walls and across bodies <laughs> yeah. of water. I wish I was more of an eco-terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> JP's a douchebag, not really. Mm. Yeah, that was a bold move. You kind of were just like, I'm going to write a bad person. I He sucks. <laughs> And that's why I have so much fun playing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know that JP has done anything that bad since we started. No, definitely mm. not. He's just like self-serving. Yeah, and he's, I love yeah. He's selfish. I, that's yeah. From the jump, exactly. <laughs> from the jump, it kind of felt like Isla calmed JP to a point. Yep. We kind yeah. of became buddies in a weird way. Yeah. That's very. I almost said, will they, won't they, but that's not what I mean. They won't. <laughs> they won't. They probably won't. They won't. She's married. Yeah. Wow, that's never stopped me before, but. Ew. Part of the <laughs> allure. <laughs> How about Isla? She has a good attitude about most things. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I feel like Portia was more true to me. Isla's like. I don't know. Isla's got an anxiety disorder. That feels true. Ew. Ew. <laughs> That we just completely abandoned after like we trying to use we it in one session. That. Yeah, and don't then worry. It, it, pretending it never happened. It's come up a it couple times back. though. I feel like. Mm. Don't worry. She's just burying it. It'll come back. <laughs> and and how? Yeah. Just <laughs> eating her for feelings. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that it's so funny to go from Portia, who was like the happy-go-lucky tag-along, to Isla, who is the reluctant leader in many ways. I was listening mm -hmm. to the podcast and thinking about, I was like, man, I love that I have no initiative. I just do what Isla tells me to do. <laughs> and like like what she thinks I should do. Like, hey, all right, let's go do this thing. It's so That's funny. difficult. Well, it's so funny because it hasn't really come across like in a harsh line like that since you dragged everybody to the spider forest. Um, mm -hmm. where in the oh, last yeah. JP for JP <laughs> in the last fucker. session <laughs> actually you fucker sorry my bad but in the last session uh, you guys went to Isla to consult her about everything that was happening oh yeah on the stairs when I was up no when you were asleep they went and woke oh, you yeah, up yeah, to yeah. say hey yeah. some whack shit is happening what should we do you're our Regina George and we need you <laughs> I have to mean girls our way through oh. this yeah 
I th- I just thought that there was a funny parallel going from like you were the one who was willing to drag everybody along and now you're the one that they go to to find out what the fuck's yeah. going on. Interesting. Interesting. Uh Avery on Twitter asked, "Is there a class you find interesting but are too intimidated to, intimidated to play? For me, it's artificers." Sorry, who asked that? Uh Avery on Twitter. Oh, what's up, Avery? Damn. <laughs> I don't know you in real life. That's very surprising to me. Oh, I love that. We love um, you. Not a class. I think it's a race. Uh, is it Warforged? Mm. The robot ones? Yeah. They seem so cool. I looked over it one time and went, <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> seems hard. There's just so many like layers of like, where does that come from? How do you write a backstory for the, like, I'm a creative enough person. I'm sure I could do it, but like. It makes my brain hurt sometimes. Yeah, there are races and classes that seem like I would want to know what campaign we're playing before I picked something yeah, like 100%. this. They seem very specific. Setting specific or like whatever. I would say I'm super interested in a paladin, but I have no idea how I would create one. Mm-hmm. That's like what I was going to say too. Paladin? Yeah. yeah. I'm fascinated yeah. by it. But like just looking at like what they require and stuff, I'm just like, oh, I, I don't even know how to begin it's to so think funny. of someone like who would fit this are, mold. Paladins are like the go-to for first-time players a lot of the time. So it's funny to hear you say that. It's, I feel like maybe it's because why it's intimidating is like, I feel like paladins have to have the most background knowledge, like yeah. at the jump. Yeah. To be like, here is all of the religious theology, like the theology that makes me who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, even when we role play, our, like, I don't know, Lorenzia is like a parody of a warlock. Like, yeah. We lean into the tropes, the tropes of the classes a lot, I feel mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. I also will say. Um, as a class, I the first thing I ever played in D and D was a barbarian, and I just fucked it up at every turn. <laughs> and so I am a little bit intimidated by the barbarian. Barbarian, it, yeah, that's one of those things where you have to be the kind who's like, I'm fucking getting in there now. And, yes, yeah. And it was there's so much. If you don't know all the ins and outs of a barbarian that make them like the powerful class that they are. I played a barbarian who was fairly high level and would hit something for like 10 points. Mm. I was like, I hate this. I don't know what I'm doing. There's like different types of strategy that go to different characters. Yeah, exactly. Also, there's like so many that I'm excited to play. I would be disappointed if you were like, oh, you have to play a fighter. I'd be like, well, I well, I don't want to. I already have like my next three characters half made. I don't want to. <laughs> I do have a lot of half made characters. Beat up. <laughs> Allie the other day came into the kitchen and she went, I'm going to play a character named Meat Mop in the next campaign. That's a Warforged. And they're goblins. Oh my god. She said they're Gungans. Goblins. Oh. I hope they're not Gungans. I hope they're not Gungans. We do not need that energy. (laughs) Jesus. Pretty cool energy. You guys can't do that accent. It's not allowed. (laughs) <laughs> we do one more good campaign and then we start the prequels. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. And the qu- the quality just whew, tanks. I was today thinking about That's not true. Excuse I love me. The prequels. My mouth is full. Podcasting with pizza. Sorry, my bad. I was today thinking about and actually talking with Wes about what I would like to do if we move on from this campaign. I have zero ideas. No idea where we're going. And honestly, at this point in the last campaign, 
I think I had a general idea of what I wanted to do only because I was excited to do something that yeah. wasn't our first campaign. Yeah. And wow. I was thinking I either want to go back a step and go super high fantasy or go forward into a space opera. <gasps> love space opera. Mm-hmm. I'm a sci-fi bitch at heart. So that's like. I love both of those ideas yeah. so much. That hits me in the right in the gonads. I feel, like right if, I feel like if we do a space opera, though, I would want to try a different system. Right. I would be okay with that trying a different sense. system. Yeah. 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 So I would do something to think I, about. Well, before we get I too comfortable, are, yeah, you know, because exactly. I don't want to get too good at the 5e. Oh, and yeah. then it's no, like, why is your podcast called that? You guys are good fair. at it now. Yeah. yeah. Five and a half, six is coming out soon. Oh, is that true? I was just reading something about Fuck. it. Mm. Which, like, Whoa. God, well, there are not, also, th- not another one. <laughs> there are also a lot of, like, indie supported or indie kickstarted. Absolutely. Like, like additions to 5e or changes yeah. rather yes. for systems like that like um there's a western one isn't there i think I feel like so I've through that one. the one that they're playing on dimension 20 right now for a starstruck odyssey is a star wars port that somebody Which, made oh i love star yeah. wars i have somebody gave me they were giving away like a stephen king dark tower port for Ooh, 5e that i just have cool. weird that's cool i just have all of those in terms of this campaign what has been like the most surprising things for you guys so far uh the first time we time traveled obviously yes was like it it took a second to realize what was going on Mm. but once it was like oh we are in the same place we're just we have just advanced to a new time that was really cool i remember you you saying to me like there's a chain link fence this uh, is yeah exactly Yeah. yeah well that finding those little moments is I think really cool. Mm. Yeah, I feel like going back and forth in time because like by the time we had reached like the Urid dystopian like you know like sea yes. landscape, I was already planning on going back. I was just like, okay, I know what I want to do when I go back. Yeah. Like I am ready. <laughs> and then it was just like, okay, no, we're not going to the future anymore. Her watch is fixed. Yeah, dang it. I was very surprised when Talos could talk and be just became part of the party because I thought I was at that point like, okay, so the whole campaign is going to be us trying to save her you know mm. and then she was up and, and then she was just us. like oh i'm good yeah. i can just cut people in half with a magic clock now <laughs> this isn't necessarily like the campaign but i do like when we as a group split up like physically like leave amanda and i will yeah. leave the room that's and, very new and that yeah. like we have to come back to the table and we're like looking at each other like that spider-man meme. like <laughs> even like when uh did they know like matt and you yes that everything that we've played before will air before this right. conversation yeah like we knew like you guys knew what was going on but Amanda, oh, mike yeah, and i did, did not. not that's i don't know if we've ever said out loud we recorded the dialogue yeah yes but jamie and i i jp leaves the group at one point and to keep it a secret jamie and i text back and forth to mm-hmm. be like here's what he's doing I think that's I think that stuff is so cool. I was very ner- I I it felt very natural to do it in the moment. Yes. But then thinking about it more, I was very nervous about how that would play for the listener because like that's a super fun thing to do in person. If, it's if hard you to can, translate. If you can split yes. that attention, but it's it felt like it was going to be very hard to translate. But then when we like, I think we were just one night like hanging out, and I was like, "Hey, you want to record those texts?" Real oh quick? yeah, let me come over. And yeah, and we recorded them, and uh, then I was able to splice them in where they happened, and uh, I think it translated very well. So. That's so cool. And did was, you? 
I know this doesn't have to go in, but you mentioned it like a audio filter. Did you? Yeah, put, oh, I did. I'm so excited. There's like a little like faux text tone, and then it sounds like we're talking through old time phones. Yeah. Yeah. I live. It's cute. I think that's so good. <laughs> I listened to that episode and I feel like it played so well. Okay. I loved it. Yeah, I think the first time the first time we split the group, I did it on purpose, um, specifically for a thing for Billy and Isla to discover. Mm. And then the second time, it happened very naturally. So I, I think that is a fun or a surprising thing, I guess, to answer the question is that like. We definitely are attempted adventure. Like, we are obviously not people who play... I feel like we break so many, like, cardinal rules of d yeah. mm-hmm. Rule number one, never split the group. No, fuck you. No, fuck you. We're splitting up. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, uh, here's a question from Wesley on Twitter. Uh, Who's that? Hmm, I don't know. It's not like he was in our house an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Twitter followers always in our house. <laughs> Get out of our house. <laughs> he, tweet, he tweeted them, which is why I'm saying Wesley from Twitter. <laughs> God, I'm sorry that's <laughs> these these Twitter people. Oh my Twitter followers keep showing up Just in my ask house. Asking us podcast questions. Hey, <laughs> right. hey. What Why do you love she... about your character? Just <laughs> <laughs> trying to take a shower. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to eat chips in yeah. bed. Leave me alone. <laughs> Please stop asking. Uh, he says oh. for the for the party. Now that you all have a couple years of experience playing TTRPGs, wow, time flies, do you think your approach to making characters and playing them has evolved since you started? If so, how? I'm... <laughs> you first. I was just going to say, I made the most cookie cutter, kind of <laughs> close to my personality as possible, while also trying to be like over-exaggerating. Mm. And Isla's way different. Even Ivy was way different. That's true. So we're, we're getting there. That's I was going to say almost the exact same thing. <laughs> for better or for worse, Fenian was pretty much just me in a blue outfit. Mm. Like, <laughs> it was pretty much just me playing a high-pitched version of me. With horns. Smacked it again. With horns. <laughs> Don't um, sell yourself short. <laughs> I feel like JP is... Just very different, mm. much more fleshed out. Yeah, I don't I think, think I don't think you're a douchebag who sells cheese. I do, but in well, a good way. I, I don't <laughs> sell cheese. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like just f- putting so much more effort into it, mm. and I'm much more attached because of it. Yeah, so I think that's fun. That's different. I love, I feel like, because we have, like, the one shots that, like, we don't record and everything, and I feel like for those, like, I just have gotten to the point where it's, like, that meme where it's, like, the, oh, your first character you put so much of, like, your thoughts and, like, whatever into, and then by your 16th character, it's, like, a piece of bread that's being held by Mage Hand, and that's the kind of energy I love. Yeah, that's true. We do play, uh, we've played quite a few, um kids on bikes and kids on brooms outside of this campaign so that i think also like other systems like playing other systems yeah, you guys yeah. just played like a long form genesis campaign with yes. our other friends oh did that finish it did yeah. and we just started a campaign where i'm playing a mascot that's a loaded baked potato oh, and yeah. i love it <laughs> i play uh, a goth girl so who wears eight inch high platforms yes, in that campaign i love so. it yeah that's i will say some of our unrecorded stuff i don't know that it would be particularly fun to listen to but so we did a kids fun. on brooms oh uh, my one shot, God. and it was oh maybe the most fun afternoon I've so ever. So much it was fun! Such a fun one. 
I was just thinking about that because you and Michelle vibing as the teachers oh, was hilarious. We had the best time. Honestly, perfect. I think some of the most amazing role playing I've ever seen come out of this group and our extended like friend group has been in those one shots because oh, in yeah. that one and then we, well, we did, only had the afternoon so it's just yeah. like we really have to dive Get in into yeah it. just absolutely insane michelle is one of the most amazing rpg players i've ever met yeah she's phenomenal. she's insane she's done theater <laughs> she's done theater <laughs> that, yeah she's so it was so much fun um Wes asked another question. Where do you guys think the campaign is going next? And what else would you like your characters to accomplish for the rest of the campaign? No I think clue. it's kind of an, a far-fetched guess. But I do think we're going to help the bird. Oh! oh. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Well, Matt. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> That's oh. fucking crazy. That's like out of left field. Uh, yeah, no, I don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Is bird goes to heaven, and that's all I'm hoping. <laughs> heaven, for. you're gonna kill the bird. <laughs> Please don't oh, kill. No, the bird. if I killed the bird, she'd go straight to hell. I'm not killing the bird. Jimmy, what would you do if we did try to kill the bird? <laughs> if we, she would immediately kill us. Question, she can make clock sauce. <laughs> question for Jamie: What would happen if we just turned on you as a group of players? Honestly, we become the villains. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, that's, I think we would call it because that would be fucking yeah, miserable. Yeah, that would be I horrible. Yeah. There, that well, would there's be fourth also... edition. We'd just be playing fourth edition at that <laughs> time. There's also so many moving parts to this yes. campaign like that you guys have no way of knowing. And if you did that, I don't know how I would resolve any of the other things that are happening. <laughs> Very that. You know? yeah. Well, we like um, Talos. So I think we'll keep we like her. Yeah, okay, thank God. <laughs> One thing, I don't know if we'll find out. I don't know if the time traveling is over because we fixed the clock and the... Does she have an hourglass too? Yes. What am I thinking? Well, okay. she had she had like an orb full of the same Oh, time. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now that we fixed her time stuff, I don't know if the time traveling will happen. I want to know what is happening in the future. Me so too. Bad. Yeah. I want to know if it's to go back. something that we can resolve. I want to know how the time travel works. Is it a self-fulfilling prophecy that future is predetermined no matter what we do? Like, oh. I'm so interested. You want that to is. ask I Jamie know, the big questions yes. that the creators of Back to the Future could never even Ex answer. I want to know how the timeline looks. I want to know the <laughs> laws of relativity in yeah. this universe. So that is something that is absolutely on my mind all the time is <laughs> I can't stop thinking about well, it. Well, you and I had like a very brief conversation about the rules of time travel in media and like how some people do it versus how others do it I, I a long love time ago. The differences. And I think uh, it's something that I think about all the time because it is completely hinged on what you guys do. Well, exactly. Whatever you guys end up doing, how the campaign ends is a blank slate right now because it this one is so much more of an open world. Yeah. You guys are really, really making the decisions and I am writing the background behind it. And that's it. Like, uh, it's it's very different from Harmony in that way because in Harmony, I knew exactly what was going to happen. Yes. I had the final episode planned since the beginning, you know? Um, but yeah, that's something that I think about a lot is the rules of time travel. We kind of haven't really seen any of that from a first person basis in in the campaign yet. So I'm I'm kind of excited to explore that a little yeah. more as the campaign finishes out. Spoilers. Yeah. I would like Mido to achieve perfect self at 20th level. <laughs> Christ. At 20th level the monk achieves perfect 
self. <laughs> he has 20s in everything. That's, Every roll is a nat 20. That is insane. No, it's when you roll for initiative and you have no key points remaining, you just gain back four key points because you're perfect. Huh. I hate the monk. Huh. Actually, I love the monk. But also, what the fuck? Why is the monk so broken is my question. It's just so OP. Yeah. Because of years of hard training and belief in yourself, a la Rock Lee. Yeah. Of all the people in this world, Mido is the least monk-like I could possibly imagine. Yeah, baby. And that's why I love that he's so good at this. Yeah. Um, Aaron asked another question for you guys. Was there ever a particular moment that felt hard for you to play as your character when you know you personally or logically would have made another decision? Well, dude, all of the time travel stuff. Like when we went to the future and you were like, you see a chain link fence. I was like, well, Mido doesn't know what a chain link fence is. There's no reason for him to be like, this must be the future when chain link fences will exist. That was all like the hardest role playing for me. Oh, a (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah, that's true. I feel like I'm constantly having that battle. Well, like, your character mm-hmm. is so different from who you are. It's so hard to like fight my intuition to be like, yeah. and then I give her a hug because I'm not, even I don't in, know. Even in the last <laughs> session. It's a child in the head. Even in yeah. the last session, we, we, we yeah. did some downtime and it got to you and you were like, I JP have... sucks. I don't know. I, I, yeah. 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 You were like, I don't want him to, but I feel like he's going to do it. I'm always trying not to break the campaign. Yeah. Because, like, JP has downtime. Okay, he's a thief. Like, he breaks into someone's house and robs them. It's true. Yeah, I feel like the first time I really noticed it was when we got invited to the party, and Matt was like, oh, JP probably wouldn't drink. And I was like, oh, my God. Like That's true. True. What? We're all not drinking? Are you kidding? (laughs) That's very true. Um, and then Aaron, Aaron's final question for you guys was, what would your character's high school superlative be? Most popular. <laughs> Most likely to be arrested. <laughs> Most likely to go to jail, yeah. It's fully. We're at different high schools. We're like, ah. <laughs> You wouldn't. They wouldn't know who you were. Who? Yeah, who? <laughs> Yours would, people would see that you like really liked manga or anime and be like, Most likely to become an artist. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. that. Yep. Something generic. Most artistic. Yeah. But there would be people looking at the list like, who is that? Wait, who is that guy? He goes here? Oh, he's a senior? I thought he was a freshman. It's also like the picture is like half motion blurred as Mido like turns around. <laughs> we sat together in homeroom. <laughs> uh, Aaron asked a question for me, which was, what inspired you to write this story for the party and has it gone as you planned? If not, how hard is it to pivot and adjust your storyline as a DM when things don't go the way you want them to? Um, I think this the latter part of that question has I kind of answered a little bit already. Like it's very go with the flow. I kind of have a general idea of where the next arc will take you, but I truly never really know what's going to happen until you do it. Um, so I do do a lot of prep, and a lot of that just unfortunately the way this campaign goes just isn't seen because you may either skip over that part or do a completely different thing which has happened and has been fine like the session where you first got to golden sun i was not ready to go to golden sun but the part of that session that had happened before i expected to take at least two sessions rather than half a session so i had to make up golden sun on the fly and it ended up being really great because now we have fantasy long island and marguerite so true so good um and as, as for the first half of that story, it actually was a completely different story when I kind of sketched it out 
Um, and then as I kind of thought about it a little more, I had this idea of jumping between time for one reason or another uh, and how a campaign would play out if you had to play it not only in your own like present fantasy time, but in a crazy cyberpunk future and like yeah. how each of the decisions you made in those two like parts of the campaign would reflect on each other. Um, and it was for a while called Parallel, Not Woven. Until oh. I finished writing it. Oh. Nice. So, yeah. So it's it kind of it changed shape a lot uh, before we started playing. And then within the first few sessions of playing, it even evolved further to a completely different campaign. Yeah. So it's it's been pretty crazy. Hmm. Um, and yeah, Wes asked the same thing for me about having experience and how he thinks it changed how I prep and run and I think I just have a better idea of what you guys are going to do as players mm. is basically like the basis of it I, I think I can predict how you guys will react to things a little better um, not necessarily to railroad you into making certain decisions but I can I can prep a session that I know you guys are going to enjoy yeah. I know like the major beats that you will kind of take to hopefully often it doesn't go that way but I at least feel like I'm never afraid that you're not going to have fun during a session. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the most important part for me is knowing that everybody's at the table laughing. For yeah. sure. So predictions for the session we're about to play. Oh, I've already forgotten where we are. Where? Oh, in the swamp. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, you weren't in here when I said it, but God, I want to play D and D on a boat. <laughs> I, hope we I get love there. boat D and D. Beach day I love boat D and D. Good to know. Yeah. The last, in college, the campaign I played didn't start on a boat, but one of the first things we did was get on a boat and then be awoken in the middle of the night by a storm. <gasps> and it was the it was so in, it was so much fun. That so sounds intense. really cool. It was great. We had a great DM. <laughs> and it was Devin. Aww. I love Devin. Thanks, Devin. Thanks, Devin. Shouts out to Devin. Devin. Shouts out to Wesley, Aaron, and Avery. Thank you for sending in questions. Uh, and everybody else who listens quietly and is just happy to listen and not interact. Me. Oh, yeah. Also, why did I think you were just going to say, and everyone else, roll for initiative. And I roll was like, for Whoa. initiative. Get in there. We're going to fight. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you for listening to our table talk. And I, we all can't wait for you to hear what's next. Bye. It's Jamie killing the characters. It's not. We've never had a character guy. <laughs> <laughs> It's your DM, Jamie. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Attempted Adventure. I hope you liked it. As always, if you are liking what you're hearing, please go ahead and subscribe to us wherever it is you get your favorite podcasts, and make sure to leave us a rating and review. It would be an enormous help, and we would super appreciate it. If you are not already following us on Twitter and Instagram, we are at AAdventureCast, and we always make sure to give you a trailer for the new episode and keep you updated on things to come. So go ahead and give us a follow there, and if you're going to post anything about the show, make sure to use the hashtag AttemptedAdventureCast, as well as tagging us so we can see it. I am so excited for you to continue hearing more episodes of Attempted Adventure Woven, and as always, friends, I will catch you in the next one. Bye!